Hello everyone, so we are starting with the infectious disease section and uh, in this uh, we are going to cover the part 1 of infectious disease. So let's start. Acute bacterial rhinosinusitis, what is the diagnostic criteria of acute bacterial rhinosinusitis? There will be persistent symptoms for more than equal to 10 days without improvement or you can say severe symptoms with fever of 102 Fahrenheit, purulent nasal discharge and facial pain for more than equal to 3 days. So if severe symptoms are there for more than equal to 3 days or persistent symptoms for more than equal to 10 days without improvement or worsening symptoms for more than equal to 5 days after initial improvement like initially there was viral infections which improved later on and then uh, it leads to worsening symptoms. Okay, now let's talk about the common predisposing factors for the acute bacterial rhinosinusitis that is the viral upper respiratory tract infection. Okay. Most common organism causing this bacterial rhinosinusitis is streptococcus pneumoniae and non-typeable H influenza and Moraxella catarrhalis. But H influenza nowadays predisposition is low because of the vaccination. Now, symptoms can last for 10 to 30 days without improvement. Now, diagnosis is clinical only. So, if you have to choose between CT scan, X-ray or clinical diagnosis, you'll simply say we will diagnose this clinically. We don't have to do anything else. But if you see the features such as orbital cellulitis and intracranial extension, then only you have to do the CT scan. Findings of sinusitis such as sinus opacification and mucosal thickening and air fluid level can be visible on the CT scan. Sinus opacification, mucosal thickening and air fluid level. Alright. Treatment for acute bacterial nanosinusitis is, it is because of the increased resistance to the beta-lactamase. Nowadays, we are not giving penicillin. Instead, we are using the amoxicillin clavulinate, which is the drug of choice for acute sinusitis. Pseudomonas aeruginosa is common in nosocomial sinusitis, especially immunocompromised patients with nasal tubing or catheter. So, if a patient comes to you and he is having the features of acute bacterial rhinosinusitis and he is admitted to the hospital or he is immunocompromised and there is nasal tubing or catheter inserted, then you have to think about the Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Staph virus may be seen in chronic sinusitis but is rarely a cause of the acute bacterial rhinosinusitis in children. So, in case of uh, chronic bacterial rhinosinusitis, you can think about Staph aureus but in acute condition, you have to think about Streptococcus pneumoniae only. Chronic sinusitis is defined as inflammation for more than equal to 12 weeks. Although most cases of the sinusitis are caused by bacterial fungal pathogens, but life-threatening sinusitis is because of uh, fungal pathogens which can destroy the bony, which can cause the bony erosion and all that. Now, it is mainly seen, this fungal pathogen is mainly seen in poorly controlled diabetes mellitus and HIV patient. So if someone is having this fungal rhinositis, you have to think either this patient might be having diabetes, which is poorly controlled, or HIV. Alarming symptoms such as epistaxis, turbinate destructions, palatal ashars, and maxillary cyanosis, all these features suggest the fungal pathogen. Maxillary cyanosis can also occur, palatal ashars. Should raise a suspicion for fungal infection. Okay, now let's talk about the upper respiratory tract illness. Upper respiratory tract illness can be viral upper respiratory tract or influenza or streptococcal pharyngitis. Now, on the basis of onset of symptom, in viral upper respiratory tract, it is slow, stepwise and migratory, evolving process. Okay, But in influenza, it is an abrupt and often dramatic. 
and streptococcal pharyngitis can be variable so viral will be slow and influenza will be abrupt so you have if you have to differentiate between influenza and viral influenza will be abrupt now upper respiratory tract symptoms such as rhinorrhea coryzea sneezing mild pharyngitis is more common in viral respiratory symptoms and it is usually mild in influenza and streptococcal pharyngitis you will mainly see the pharyngeal symptoms such as severe pharyngitis features now systemic symptoms in case of viral are mild but systemic symptoms in case of influenza are very prominent such as high fever myalgias and headache in streptococcal pharyngitis it is variable with possible fevers and myalgias examination finding so in case of viral you will see the nasal edema with normal or slightly erythematous pharynx okay so normal or slightly erythematous pharynx with nasal edema is a feature of viral pharyngitis or uh, viral upper respiratory tract syndrome but in case of influenza you won't see any kind of examination finding because it is mainly affecting the systemic features not the upper respiratory tract now in streptococcal pharyngitis you will see pharyngeal erythema tonsillar hypertrophy exudates tender cervical lymph nodes okay now streptococcal pharyngitis rapid streptococcal testing is most helpful in the patients with moderate to high likelihood or exposure to confirm the cases okay for example if a patient is there whom you think that this might be a case of streptococcal pharyngitis okay then you need to do the rapid testing for the streptococcal pharyngitis test should be considered for patients if they have more than equal to two centaur criteria the name itself says the full form so c stands for the cuff which is absent in case of streptococcal pharyngitis e stands for the exudates okay so exudates will be there such as tonsillar exudates n stands for nodes so lymph node will be there lymphadenopathy t stands for temperature temperature will be high that is high fever and or stands for age if it is less than 15 more prone to streptococcal pharyngitis if it is less than if it is more than 65 then less prone to streptococcal pharyngitis and you will give one point for each and minus one for age more than 65 and accordingly you will calculate the center criteria if it is more than two then the testing is considered that is rapid streptococcal pharyngitis if it is one or zero then it is not pharyngitis you can simply consider viral and give the symptomatic treatment but if it is more than two then also it is specific so we don't do streptococcal pharyngitis testing instead you can directly give the amoxicillin clavulinate for the treatment okay now one more time i will say this how are you going to evaluate and manage the patient of pharyngitis so you have there is center criteria so if there is fever by history tender anterior cervical lymphadenopathy tonsillar exudates and absence of cuff so these are the features of center criteria and uh, zero or one then you don't need to do any kind of test okay it is not streptococcal infection so you can simply give the uh, this uh, viral symptomatic treatment if it is two to three then do rapid streptococcal antigen testing and give amoxicillin if positive results are there okay you can also give oral penicillin if uh, penicillin sensitive and if four is there then either you can go for the streptococcal testing or you can directly go and give the oral penicillin and amoxicillin now adult who meet all the center criteria can receive empiric antibiotic without testing however center criteria are not reliable in pre-adolescent neither the american academy of the pediatrics nor the infectious disease society of america recommends using this criteria for children okay so in adult it is fine to use the central criteria but in children's it is not required okay now evaluation and management of the pharyngitis in children 
so the pharyngitis in children can be either viral or bacterial bacterial pharyngitis in the children and adolescent that is 5 to 15 years most commonly is because of the group a streptococcus okay so group a streptococcus clinical features of the pharyngitis will be prediction rules and scoring systems are there do not reliably differentiate between the bacterial and the viral in this age group so like centaur criteria will not tell you about the viral and bacterial in case of children okay now group except uh, when uh, obvious viral manifestations are there you can simply say it is uh, viral okay but uh, for uh, bacterial pharyngitis you need to give the testing okay confirm bacterial pharyngitis prior to the treatment to avoid unnecessary antibiotics for the viral now approach of the pharyngitis is different in children and adult due to increased risk of viral illness in children and decreased risk of rheumatic fever in adults center criteria is not reliable for children and the adolescent it is used for adult cases okay now patient with clinical features of sore throat dysphagia on dinophagia pharyngeal and tonsillar erythema if viral symptoms are present such as cough rhinorrhea conjunctivitis and oral ulcers directly give uh, treatment symptomatic presence of exudates petechial palatal petechiae okay these palatal petechiae can be seen with excessive coughing in case of uh, this uh, an absence of the viral symptoms not uh, excessive coughing actually we can say palatal petechiae is seen in inflammation because of the bacteria okay now rapid antigen testing rapid antigen testing is negative then you do the throat culture okay in the options you will have this rapid antigen testing throat culture and empiric treatment so now you have to mark the rapid antigen testing first if it is not conclusive then you do the throat culture and then accordingly you give the antibiotics okay because you can't give antibiotics and then you culture because the negative result will be false negative then all right and uh, why are we supposed to give the antibiotics because it quickens the recovery okay and uh, also decrease the transmission yeah next macrolides reserved for penicillin allergic patients so if someone is there who is penicillin allergic or previous exposure of the penicillin had an anaphylaxis reactions then you will simply use the macrolide such as azithromycin now aso titer peaks at one month after the infections and therefore not helpful in determining the acute pharyngitis so never mark the answer as aso titer you can mark the answer as rapid streptococcal testing but not the aso titer now influenza influenza has three antigenic types that is a b and c a and b are most significant disease and c causes minor disease okay usually self limiting within 3 to 10 days so it is self limiting Ra uh, rapid point of care testing can confirm an influenza diagnosis okay so like if you are giving point of care testing then it will confirm the diagnosis of influenza indicated in high risk children in whom treatment would be indicated okay who are the high risk children like uh, age less than 2 or the patient who are having the pulmonary or the cardiac diseases or if they are having se such severe disease that they need hospitalization because otherwise so influenza treatment is symptomatic but if such findings are there like age less than 2 pulmonary cardiac diseases and need for hospitalization then you have to give the drugs such as neuraminidase inhibitors which are oseltamivir and zanabivir it can decrease the illness severity and also duration by 2 to 3 days so 
reduce the duration by two to three days and also reduces the illness severity. Now, amantadine and rimantadine are effective only against the influenza A and are rarely used for due to significant side effect. Okay, so if you have to choose between oseltamivir and amantadine and rimantadine, so you will simply choose oseltamivir. Now, current guidelines recommended like uh, current guidelines recommended that uh, now we are only supposed to treat all the confirmed cases okay or the suspected influenza cases within 48 hours of the onset of the symptoms because after 48 hours even drugs won't be that effective so either you treat the confirmed case or within 48 hours of the onset of the symptoms give the drugs Treatment is also considered for the patients presenting symptoms more than 48 hours with symptoms that are not improving or who are at high risk for complications. Okay, so treatment can be given for after 48 hours also if the symptoms are not improving or the patient is at high risk. Okay, all other can receive symptomatic treatment such as rest, simple analgesics, cuff suppressant after 48 hours window. Most adult without risk factors such as age less than 65, chronic medical condition, these are the risk factors, okay. For influenza complication, do not require testing and they are treated symptomatically. Now, what are the individuals or we can say who are the individuals who are needing like high risk, adult individual who are at high risk of influenza complication? So, age more than 65. So, if it is a case of influenza. And you just got to know that all right this is a case of influenza now in the option there is symptomatic treatment and oseltamivir so you will quickly go back again to the clinical vignette and look for the patient's age if it is 65 then you will give oseltamivir if she is women like if she is pregnant and uh, up to two weeks postpartum then also you will give influenza uh, oseltamivir two weeks postpartum and pregnant women now underlying chronic medical illness such as chronic pulmonary cardiovascular and renal or hepatic diseases okay so you have to see in the question where creatinine is high or liver function is impaired or any kind of previous coronary artery disease is there any kind of respiratory uh, impairment is there then also you will add the oseltamivir immunosuppression immunosuppression state then also you will add the oseltamivir morbid obesity native americans so morbid obesity is also requiring influenza uh, like uh, influenza requires drugs okay acetamivir native americans and nursing home care fa facilities they also need this and in child high risk cases age less than two so age above 65 in age less than two patients with cardiac disease pulmonary disease renal hepatic diseases patient who need hospitalization morbid obesity native americans immunosuppressed okay the center for disease control and prevention recommend against uh, recommends against vaccinating patients with moderate to severe illness like we don't have to vaccinate them okay we will give them the treatment okay although some clinicians vinyak, uh, clinical vinyak you will have the patient with resolving symptoms during the first visit only so you might give them you might not give them the drugs okay now pneumonia is the most common complications of influenza so if someone asks you what can occur what can be a complication of this you have to say secondary bacterial pneumonia because of streptococcus pneumonia or direct viral attack such as influenza pneumonia so influenza itself can cause pneumonia now 
Influenza may cause complications in the muscles such as myositis and rhabdomyolysis. So this rhabdomyolysis can cause the kidney damage also. So influenza can affect my muscles also. We know it is involving systemic features. Heart, myocarditis, pericarditis can occur. Central nervous system, encephalitis and even transverse myelitis can occur because of influenza. We know transverse myelitis is seen in case of uh, multiple sclerosis. Okay, But it can be seen in influenza also. Patients with primary influenza pneumonia typically have acute worsening symptoms such as dyspnea and cough, leukocytosis that is less than 15,000, hypoxia, bilateral diffuse interstitial infiltrates on the chest x-ray. They require hospitalization and you need to give the oxygen support also acetaminophen therapy. So if a patient is there who has this primary influenza pneumonia, okay, like one we told about the streptococcal causing the secondary pneumonia and one is because of the influenza only but if on the sputum culture you didn't uh, find any kind of organism like gram staining was negative so you will think okay it is direct influenza and then you instead of giving the antibiotics you will directly give the oseltamivir and oxygen supplementation diffuse interstitial infiltrates on x-ray is influenza pneumonia and lobar pneumonia is because of the secondary streptococcal pneumonia now Secondary bacterial pneumonia. Secondary bacterial pneumonia is most common complications of the influenza and should be suspected in any patients who develops worsening fever or pulmonary symptoms such as dyspnea and fractive cough after initial symptomatic improvement. More than equal to 65 with certain comorbid conditions, immunosuppression, lung disease are at greatest risk. Streptococcus pneumonia, Staph aureus are two most common etiologic organisms. Staph aureus pneumonia tends to be severe necrotizing. Okay. So whenever this staph aureus is causing pneumonia, you will see cavitations also, okay, because it is necrotizing and more severe. Patients often have a very high fever, hypotension, dyspnea, hemoptysis can also occur, okay, and confusions. Chest x-ray, you will see lower or multi-lower infiltrates without cavitations, with or without cavitations. Like if it is without cavitations, it is streptococcus. If it is with cavitations, it is staph aureus. Blood and sputum cultures are usually obtained but have low sensitivity, likely due to poor sputum sampling and intermittent bacteremia. Like bacteria, blood samples though will have intermittent bacteremia, that's why it can be false negative. And in sputum also, we don't know whether the bacteria are present at that particular time or not. Okay, so culture and sputum are not that sensitive. Okay, patients require treatment in ICU setting and are often started off multiple broad spectrum empiric antibiotics okay so if a patient comes to you who is having influenza later on he has worsening dyspnea cough and all features high grade fever you saw on the chest x-ray that there was lower infiltrates the next thing you do is you need to give instead of doing the blood culture sputum culture you will simply do uh, admit the patient in icu setting give multiple broad spectrum empiric antibiotics such as vancomycin Piperacillin, Tezobactam and Levofloxacin. So, Vancomycin, you know, for Staph aureus coverage, Piperacillin, Tezobactams for other gram-negative and Pseudomonas coverage and Levofloxacin also for gram-negative coverage and respiratory anaerobes and all. Okay. So, this way you will give Vancomycin, Piperacillin, Tezobactam and Levofloxacin combination. Mortality is very high in case of Staph aureus causing pneumonia. Secondary bacterial pneumonia is most common complication of the influenza. In young individual or uh, 
and uh, in young uh, but it is rare in young individual okay so like you have to remember like in, if young individual is having such kind of features you have to think about influenza causing direct pneumonia but if it is an old like more than 65 you have to think about community acquired methicillin resistant staph aureus causing pneumonia okay uh, i'm really sorry about this point i just got confused see if a patient is young then and there is pneumonia after influenza it is because of staph aureus okay but in more than 65 it is because of some other organisms okay now community acquired methicillin resistant staph aureus pneumonia an organism that preferentially attacks the young people with influenza it is more severe necrotizing rapidly progressive often fatal manifest with high fever productive cough hemoptysis leukopenia see there is bacterial infection in the body but you are seeing that leukocyte count is low leukopenia is there multilobar cavitary infiltration this cavitary infiltration word is very very like you can say very very specific for answering the question most patients require admission to the intensive care unit broad spectrum empiric antibiotic vancomycin or you can also use linezolide so if in the question vancomycin of or you can say in the option vancomycin is not there then you will use linezolide for community acquired staph aureus pneumonia is the most common complication secondary bacterial because of streptococcus direct viral attack the influenza pneumonia influenza pneumonia shortness of breath dry cough leukocytosis okay but the count will be less than 1500 only 15000 only okay chest x-ray will show bilateral diffuse infiltrates treatment hospitalize give supplemental oxygen and antiviral such as oseltamivir now let's talk about pneumonia and cystic fibrosis case cystic fibrosis leads to recurrent pneumonia irreversible bronchiectasis chronic hypoxia and progressive respiratory failure there is hyperinflation rib cage partially expand leading to barrel chest and clubbing so cystic fibrosis there is recurrent pneumonia there is irreversible bronchiectasis chronic hypoxia will be there progressive respiratory failure Infl hyperinflation you will see that rib cage is expanding therefore there will be barrel chest finding and also clubbing now the rates of the bacterial colonization in cystic fibrosis based on the age so in case of age less than 2 years the most common organism will be staph aureus but in elderly people like above 20 the most common organism is pseudomonas aeruginosa so earlier when we used to study this cystic fibrosis the first thing come in our mind is pseudomonas aeruginosa but if it is age less than 20 causing pneumonia it is staph aureus Staph aureus, most co common cause of the cystic fibrosis related pneumonia in young and uh, infant, young children and infant. Colonization decreases with age, okay. Cystic fibrosis children with acute uh, pulmonary exacerbation from influenza infections, presenting with hypoxia, respiratory distress. Staph aureus is the most common organisms. Give empiric anti-staphylococcal antibiotics, considering MRSA to multiple hospital um, hospitalization in the patient you have to give iv vancomycin in cystic fibrosis young individual iv vancomycin okay now young children are unable to expectorate pseudorespiratory tract should be obtained from the upper respiratory tract secretions to isolate the pathogen and refine antibiotics okay 
so it is like difficult to obtain the sputum from the lower expiratory tract so in young individual we can use the sample from the upper respiratory tract also in case of cystic fibrosis now if the symptoms do not resolve despite antibiotic then you need to give the bronchoscopy and bronchialveolar lavage okay to identify the bacterial flora in the lung otherwise you will you are taking like upper respiratory secretions you saw that okay there is staph aureus you started the iv vancomycin drug okay and the symptoms are improving then it's good but if it is not resolving then you need to do the bronchoscopy or bronchialveolar lavage to collect the bacteria okay surobana serigenosa can occur in early infancy also but it is more common in adults causes uh, like uh, decreases pulmonary functions and also increases the risk of death amikacin ceftazidim and ciprofloxacin are appropriate empiric antibiotic for pseudomonas serigenosa like for methicillin resistant staph aureus it was iv vancomycin so for pseudomonas serigenosa it is amikacin ceftazidim and ciprofloxacin you have to remember the name amikacin ceftazidim which is uh, this uh, third generation cephalos uh, cephalosporin and ciprofloxacin now amikacin is aminoglycoside streptococcus pneumonia common bacterial pathogen in children and most common cause of the pneumonia in all other healthy patients it really causes disease in patient pneumococcal vaccine should be administered routinely okay although we know that staph aureus uh, no no sorry streptococcus pneumonia is like less likely to cause any kind of pneumonia in case of cystic fibrosis but still you are supposed to give pneumococcal vaccination now high dose amoxicillin is drug of choice in case of streptococcus pneumonia for outpatient patient outpatient treatment of community acquired streptococcus pneumonia high dose amoxicillin yeah now next is bacteriferia cypacea so burkholderia cypacea complex similar uh, like several similar species that colonizes a small percentage of the patient with cystic fibrosis this can also colonize okay it is associated with accelerated pulmonary decline and there is decreased survival so if pneumonia is because of this bacteriferia burkholderia cypacea you know this terminology sucks but it's okay so it's lead to the it can also cause this pneumonia but if it is causing pneumonia then survival is very poor okay what are the features of cystic fibrosis you can have sinusitis overall appearance the patient will be like cachexic and having barrel chest there will be pneumonia and bronchiectasis this bronchiectasis will be irreversible also pancreatic dysfunctions will be there digital clubbing you can have meconium ileus in inspirited stool something like that an absence of the vast difference okay now pneumonia cystic fibrosis child staph aureus adult pseudomonas most common cause of pneumonia all over is streptococcus pneumonia okay now retropharyngeal abscess most patients with retropharyngeal abscess have pre existing upper respiratory tract infections rhinorrhea and nasal congestions retropharyngeal abscess results from direct spreads of bacterial infections from pharyngitis tonsillitis otitis media and sinusitis so it is like from direct from pharyngitis tonsillitis otitis media or sinusitis okay like uh, if a patient is having pharyngitis now having retropharyngeal abscess so from direct spread tonsillitis same otitis media and sinusitis usually polymicrobial involving streptococcus pyogenes staph aureus and also anaerobic so retropharyngeal abscess is polymicrobial 
most commonly seen in children of age 6 months to 6 years so retropharyngeal axis 6 months to 6 years incidence decreases after 6 years due to combination of the retropharyngeal lymph node regression so this lymph node is regressing fewer viral upper respiratory tract infection is there later on okay now signs and symptoms of the retropharyngeal abscess combination of the fever you can also have ondinophagia and dysphagia these are very like kind of specific for this drooling and neck stiffness will be there drooling is there in case of epiglottitis also in case of croup also but this time the drooling is there along with ondinophagia also neck stiffness is there inability to extend the neck in case of epiglottitis the child will keep his neck in extended position which is known as that tripod sign okay so that he can breathe properly but in epi uh, retropharyngeal abscess he is not able to extend the neck muffled voice stress is there inability to open the mouth completely very concerning for the infection of the larynx pharynx and deep neck space due to proximity of the airway to the spine and major vascular structures the infection in this region is potentially life threatening okay after signs and symptoms the next thing you do is after clinical evaluation next thing you do is x ray so you will do lateral neck x ray okay in that you will see prevertebral soft tissue space should be narrower than the vertebral body okay normally it is normal finding but if you see that there is widening of the prevertebral space then you say it is retropharyngeal abscess in patient with no signs of respiratory compromise perform ct with contrast confirm the presence of presence and size of the abscess okay so if there is no sign of respiratory compromise no then you will perform ct so what they ask you know that is okay this might be retropharyngeal abscess looking at the clinical features you know this in your head but for the confirmation you did x ray okay but now you saw that okay the patient is breathing properly he is not having that severe symptoms next thing you can do is ct with contrast for confirmation of the abscess size and all okay but if you see that there are complications such as airway compromise bacteremia or carotid artery is ruptured jugular venous thrombosis is there jugular venous thrombosis can occur because of the retropharyngeal abscess then you will diagnose it early and start the management to prevent such conditions so if they are asking you to do ct then you can if no symptoms are there but you can directly give the treatment also now acute rheumatic fever uh i think i will cover this in the next lecture so thank you so much for listening if you have any further doubts you can text me on my instagram id i will reply to your points and uh, bye bye take care